Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studios at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today, I'm excited as we start a new study in a new book as we journey through the New Testament together. It is amazing to think we've gone verse by verse through most of the New Testament. We've gone through many of the epistles of Paul, and now today we are in the book of Jude. We just finished Third John, last broadcast, and today you're getting in on the ground level of a study in this general epistle of Jude. Now, maybe you're thinking, I sure would like to hear some of those others. Well, here's what you do. You go to wherever you find your podcast, and you type in Striving for Revival, and hit subscribe. Once you subscribe to the Striving for Revival podcast, it gives you access to all of the archived studies that we've done together. If you've missed anything, now you don't have to. You can go and you can pull up whatever you like. You can listen, re-listen, and I believe it can be a blessing to you. Even if you're a faithful listener, I would encourage you, ask you to go subscribe because that enables you to re-listen, and it's easier for you maybe to take notes that way. And I know some of you study your Bible with me as we do these broadcasts together, and that way you never miss a thing. Sometimes our schedule gets crazy, and you might not be able to catch us on air as we do this broadcast on your station, but that way you can get it via the podcast. Now, keep listening to your station, your radio station, whether it be KNVBC, uh, FBN, all these other great stations uh, around the country that air our broadcast, and support them. In fact, you got to write into the station that you listen to from time to time and say thank you and give a testimony to how the radio ministry blesses your life, it will encourage those. They don't ask for that, but it would encourage those who operate in these radio ministries. And I'm glad that in this generation, in our day that we live in, there is still access to Bible preaching and solid Christian music uh, that we can get just right at the the click of a button, the turn of a dial, and <coughs> excuse me, and it's available to us. And I want to challenge you just to, to be thankful for something like that, and I'm honored to be a part of ministries like that. Now, I'm looking forward to Jude. I don't know. If you've studied through Jude before on your own, how well-versed you are in this book, it's just one chapter, 25 verses, and we're going to go through it together here for the next several broadcasts. Now, the epistle is a general epistle, meaning, just like we found uh, in uh, Peter and in John, that it's not written to a named in, uh, church or a specific individual. Uh, Jude is just writing this general letter to the believers. So it's a general epistle written by a man named Jude. Now, there's a little differing of opinion on who this Jude was. Some say maybe he was uh, one of the apostles, a man named Thaddeus, and they say, well, that name, that word Jude is the same as Judas, and we know that in the apostles there's a man, not Judas Iscariot, but another that know, is known by that name, and that's that uh, man by the name of Thaddeus, and say, well, maybe that's him. Well, I don't know if that's true or not. There's another opinion that I sort of lean more heavily on this side, and I think this one is 
correct that this Jude is a half-brother of Jesus. He has the same father and same uh, uh, the same mother, rather, but a, a different father. Jesus, of course, is the only begotten son of God. Joseph was not his father in that sense. But Jude is one of the brothers of Jesus. His father is Joseph. His mother is Mary. The Catholic Church would try to say that Mary is a perpetual virgin. She was. That's not true. All you have to do is read the Bible. Of course, reading the Bible messes up a lot of false doctrine. And so we know that Jesus did have half-brothers and sisters. One of his brethren was named Jude. One was named James, right? The epistle of James, the pastor of the church in Jerusalem, was the half-brother of the Lord. So Jesus had several brothers, James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon. Now, if you read in this, he even makes mention of it, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and the brother of James. Another reason why I believe it's probably written by Jude, the brother, half-brother of Jesus, is if it was Jude who was the apostle, no doubt he would have started his letter, Jude, an apostle of Jesus Christ. He could have done that. Paul did that. Others did that. But Jude doesn't do that here. He calls himself the servant of Jesus Christ. And I believe it's because he was not necessarily an apostle. He was not the same one we list in the 12. But this is the half-brother of the Lord Jesus Christ. The epistle was written, so they think, around A.D. 66. Now, there's definitely no concrete proof there, but that's just the conjecture of Bible students, A.D. 66. The theme of this epistle uh, is this, Jude deals with apostasy. He forewarns of apostasy, and he deals with not just apostasy on the way, but apostasy already there in the situation. So the thrust of the epistle, I believe, is verse number three. If you want a key to the epistle, the context of the book, you can get it in this phrase, earnestly contend for the faith. I'll say it again. Here it is, earnestly contend for the faith. So the concept is be loyal to truth, be sold out to the truth. You defend, you fight, you stand up for it, you preach, you teach, you propagate the truth. You earnestly contend for the faith. The recipients of the letter are not necessarily listed. It just says in verse number one that this crowd is a saved crowd. They're sanctified, preserved, and called by or in the Lord Jesus Christ. So Jude is writing to a saved crowd. He uses very pointed language. He does not cut any corners. He doesn't use any uh, any uh, uh, padding upon his uh, his uh, his terminology, if you will. He just lets it rip. Takes the gloves off. He has nothing good to say about those who. Apart from the truth, he warns against gathering with apostates and the gathering apostasy in that generation. Now, let's begin to look at a verse today. We might just get through verse number one with our time remaining, and that's just fine. Let's look at what Jude says in his introductory verse. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and the brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ, and called. So right out of the gate, we find out the author of this epistle is Jude. 
Now, he describes himself as the servant of Jesus Christ. Now, this is interesting for two reasons. Number one, I believe that this distinguishes this Jude is not the one that we'd list in the apostles. Number two, if this Jude happens to be the half-brother of Jesus, what a humble man he was to say, you know what? I'm a servant of Jesus. You know how hard it is for brothers to get along with each other? And he would know Jesus more intimately than the average individual would have on the human side of things, and yet Jude believed he was the Son of God, though he grew up in the same home as Jesus. And he said, I'm his servant. What a humble spirit. You want God to bless you, you have to have that humble spirit. And then he lists himself and the brother of James, which I believe further identifies this Jude as one of the children of Mary and Joseph. Now, here's the crowd he's writing to. Number one, to them that are sanctified. Sanctified is a good Bible word. The first uh, term to distinguish this crowd, sanctified. That means those who've been made holy. And so in the definition, he means those who have been separated from the world, those who have been saved and set apart. They've been dedicated to God by God. He's talking about positional sanctification, meaning they were made holy in Jesus Christ when they got saved, and now these in their standing before God are justified. They're sanctified. They are holy and righteous in the eyes of God. Thank God for that truth, that when we're saved, we are sanctified positionally. Now, I believe in progressive sanctification here on earth. By that, I mean he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be in Jesus every single day, the Holy Spirit of God every single day, the Word of God every single day, the will of God every single day conforms me into the image of Jesus Christ. I'm being progressively sanctified, but positionally, thank God, made right with God in Jesus Christ. Number two, they're preserved. That means they're kept, they're guarded, there's eternal security. These born-again people are kept by Jesus Christ. Thank God we don't keep Jesus, Jesus keeps us. Amen. That'll make a Baptist shout, wouldn't it? We don't keep him, he keeps us. The writer says the people who are getting this letter are secure in their salvation eternally. You don't have to hope so, want so, think so. You can know that you're saved in Christ. All right, so they're sanctified, they're preserved, and lastly, they are called. That means this— it harkens to our calling in Christ. Uh, it's a come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. These are those that answered the gospel call. List to his call, the gospel call today, get in the glory land way, the song said it, and that's this crown. They heard the gospel, they received the gospel. You say, I don't know if I'm called unto salvation. Oh, yes, he calls all to come, and then you have the decision whether or not you're going to answer his call. So this crowd is sanctified, preserved, and called. And that's you, and that's me today if you're saved. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.